Hey, it's been a while, but you're listening to What Are You Doing in Q2 with Marisa Monaco. I've been on quite the hiatus, and I don't know about you, but for me, life has been picking up. So on that note, this will be my last official episode of season one. I can't thank you all enough for actually tuning in to the bullshit I'm spewing. Um, But enough about me, let's get to it. Today's guest has been my personal trainer for nearly four years and was one of my rocks in the early Q days. Please welcome my next guest. Ba-ba-da-doo, ba-ba-doo. Hey, it's Wes. And in 2021, I have learned that I need to take action. And that's exactly what I'm doing. Because I feel like the past year has been a lot of like hoping and thinking about what could be better, could be different, or kind of beating myself up for not doing as much as I could be doing since a lot of my work is remote. But now I'm just kind of like shifting perspective. Like I'm still looking at all of the things that I could be doing and just kind of like compartmentalizing them and working on them at, you know, in different, in different small little chunks instead of being like overwhelmed with one and giving up on it because it's going to take too long to finish and I can't, you know, market it to people in person. So that is my long-winded way of saying I'm just uh, and giving myself some grace for... Yes, and taking action. You're taking yeah. action. Yeah. It's so funny that you say that because I feel like I've recently, um, for lack of a better word, realized that that's what I've been doing. Like, yeah. I have always bullshitted, like, oh, I want a podcast. And then I was like, you know what? Why don't I just start a podcast? Who cares? Yeah if anyone's listening or not. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. But, That's where I'm at. It's exactly. And I've, Go ahead. Yes. No, I was just going to say, and I've even seen, cause you know, obviously I follow you closely on social media. Um, oh. even when we're not, sadly, we're not training right now together, but I still keep my eye out for what you're doing. And I've seen, you know, your brand just not even evolve. I mean, it's literally just shot up from the ground, Yeah. you know? Um, and I feel like, you know, so you left Equinox before COVID, but yeah, I, like but it was shortly before. Yeah. And I feel like in a way, as much as I'm sure it was terrifying when COVID hit and started to really settle in that, okay, I'm a trainer and I'm doing this remotely now and everybody's a fucking shit show and an, an anxiety attack waiting to happen if they're not already happening. Um, I don't, I, now I'm getting lost in what I was saying, but I think what I'm saying is it kind of ended up being the perfect timing for you because then it really pushed you to be like, okay, like how, what am I doing moving forward? Like working for myself as a personal trainer. Yeah. And I think COVID was the perfect storm of like any, anyone could be affected by COVID. Like luckily enough, I've gone a year plus of not having known that I've been positive. Um, so that's great. But like, any one of us could have like really been adversely affected. So I think like to just dive in and be like, how can I do this? The like safest way possible was like the biggest concern. But then also like, I think it was a wake up call for me as a trainer and then a lot of other trainers to be like, okay, are you actually going to be in this? Because I, I know so many friends that they've just completely left the industry. They're like, well, I was making not a lot of money inconsistently. I was working six days a week and, you know, I couldn't vacation when I wanted to. I couldn't go to bed when I wanted to. And like, why am I putting myself through this? So I think I was in a really good place to kind of say like, okay, I'm not struggling. I'm not like, um, 
you know, Nike master trainer, but I'm, I'm doing very well. And so why, why give up on all that? So I was like, you know, I don't care if Zoom training is weird. I'm just going to pivot to this. I'm going to see how my clients like it and then grow from there. And so it's been, again, that, that perspective shift of saying like, okay, you already have a lot of shady things in front of you. Can I curse on her? Oh, fuck. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Okay. <laughs> I have like a lot of uh, like unfavorable conditions in front of me, but it's like, that's the fitness industry. That's like working for yourself. And that's also just like being young um, is just always figuring out like, how are you going to adapt? Because like, no one, no one told me I needed to be a trainer. Like no one told me I had to do what I am doing. If I really needed like the employment, I would go look for like a corporate job or something that was kind of, you know, paper pushing or anything like that. Not demeaning that, but no, um, I'm, I care about my clients. I care about their health. I care about mine. So, um, taking action on just getting, you know, the branding off the ground was a big thing. And then also like, um, after having worked the paper pushing job, <laughs> um, like a couple of years ago, I think it is invaluable, like the experience of enjoying what you do. So like, mm-hmm. it wasn't just like training people and getting them to sweat. It was also like, I want to do like the graphic stuff. I want to do like the fun little videos, even though secretly those are so annoying because chopping things down takes forever. <laughs> oh, I can only imagine all the time. I'm like, I should be an influencer. Just kidding. I don't want to do any of the work that goes into, cause you think it's nothing. I'm like, I don't want to go into like, cause I would just get overwhelmed by like the perfectionism that's in me. And I'm like, Oh, this is, it's tedious. You know, it's like tedious. little, even editing yeah. this podcast, just editing out stupid burps or like the clanking of my metal straw on my Mason jar. I'm like, Oh my God, I need a break. <laughs> yeah. And so that's kind of like the point of where I was with all that, where I was just like, okay, I don't need to put out a perfect product. Like I'm not giving a magnum opus every time I open my mouth or post something or like even present with a client. I'm just trying to make sure people are taken care of. And I think Mm -hmm. that's kind of like in other industries, that's such a like, you don't get credit for showing up, you get paid for done. But like a lot of what I noticed people, clients and friends and family and otherwise just needed like a little bit of just like, yeah, you got this. Yeah. Like like hand, not hand holding, but like really just like someone out there that's like, no, you got this, especially like it's different now, but yeah, I didn't mind it though. (laughs) Cause that's like, that's where we had to be with this entire pandemic was just like (sighs) letting people know that even if it's going to be okay, it's not one of those like bullshit lies of like, it's going to be okay. Like, you're, <laughs> but you're going to be okay. Like, no, this was just like, okay, if you are safe, like count your blessings. Yes. And it's been a lot of like perspective shifting because if you know me, I have had a great life and I complain so much. <laughs> I mean, I, I lived in Lower East Side for two years and the whole time I was just like, it's so loud and dirty and everyone's drunk all the time. <laughs> it's like, what am I doing? Like, no one told me to live here. Like it's fun. It's fun as hell. And then when we moved to Brooklyn, I'm just like, it's so dirty and loud. There's like a high rise getting built. <laughs> and then as like people like started dropping dead and they were showing us like mass graves on the news, I was like, I am mm-hmm. glad I don't know anyone in that. I'm glad I'm not in that situation. So like, I know it's, it seems really shitty to be like COVID is like a silver lining of like letting you appreciate life. But at the end of the day, it's kind of like, <sighs> it's kind of brought a lot of things back into like 
instead of like fearing your mortality, it's more like every day is like a celebration. And it's you kind of it's it. valuing it. You know, it's like valuing our lives. I, I completely agree that like, it's so awkward to be like, Oh, COVID was such a silver lining or like, you know, I'm grateful for X, Y, and Z, but at the same time, like, and again, like not the same, but kind of, it's still like a culturally like social, social, like ginormous impact on our lives, you know, like our generation and even our, our parents' generation, like no one, no one experienced a war, you know, or like famine or like a very traumatic experience, perhaps like, you know, there's definitely maybe, you know, definitely our grandparents and everything, maybe our parents when they were little with certain, you know, things that were happening at the time. But like for our generation, especially we didn't have, we haven't had anything that makes us take a step back and be like, oh, thank God I wasn't personally affected in the sense that I'm not dead or my mom, you know, God forbid, hasn't died from this. But but like I can really value what I have and be grateful and, and count my blessings. And then, you know, I think it's not saying you need to be going out there and making and doing and fucking yeah. starting a side business. But I think it's great to like just even something as little as like, I want to go for walks every day. I'm going to go for walks every day. And now suddenly yeah. you've totally changed a whole part of your life that you weren't doing before. And it's definitely like giving me that kind of intentional kind of, um, I don't even want to call it a drive, but it's like, if I'm going to go on a walk, I'm like, I'm going to enjoy this walk. Like I've Mm -hmm. stopped taking headphones with me. I'm more like, I'm just going to go and walk and like, you know, I'm an Instagram junkie. So I'll snap some pictures of stuff, but I'm just like, I don't, I want to hear like the stressful sounds of New York. I want to like, you know, have that sensory experience because like I shouldn't complain about things that aren't like it's not a threat to me if there's sirens or like mm-hmm. it's blowing a little hard like I should you know celebrate that and as cheesy as that sounds it's just kind of like bled into how I approach work is like I don't just like hope for clients like I'm out there seeing like who needs help I'm making sure like mm-hmm. I'm just not putting my clients through something for them to burn calories I'm just like okay you've been barefoot for a year and like you've sat down like 80 times more than you have in the past like year. Like I'm not going to have you, I don't care if you have a pull-up bar, like you look like you're in pain, just getting (laughs) down to the floor, you know, things like that. So it's just like, definitely kind of like look at things with a different lens and kind of like actually grow an empathetic bone instead of just like, I felt like some of that kind of, I don't want to say I was faking it when I was working. <laughs> so you were faking it the whole time no, you're training? Like, no, I'm totally kidding. Like, I think I was just like hyper assessing people because that was like my, I guess, sales technique. But now it's like, if I want to train with somebody, I don't want to, I love training very athletic people. Um, and I like doing that athletic stuff myself. But there's some people where I'm just like, I don't think you've taken care of yourself in a few months. Yes. And no, 10,000%. Like, yeah. And so that's what's been great about like working for myself is because I can kind of control who I do and don't train. And mm-hmm. I can also kind of like tell people and get information out of them in a in a very intimate and like more vulnerable setting that you can't do in a in a traditional gym because it's such a like mm-hmm. pageant when you go to the gym, which I love. Uh- but yeah, I have, well, I, I have, love it too, but we're <laughs> specific have, breeds of people, but totally. Some of us, <laughs> some of us get off on that. Um, but she, ha- she wasn't able to get out of bed for like three weeks because she was in that much pain. And I was just like, uh, 
Yeah. So like, um, she's been working with my physical therapist, but it's just like, you know, the getting out of bed thing is yes, pain related, but then you learn more about like TMI, but like you learn about people's marriages, you learn about yeah. like, you or know, like their psychological, like what they're going to. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. it's like, I got you. It's never really about the training half the time. It's more about like, you know, I'm, I used to complain about this where I was just like, I'm a, I'm a unlicensed therapist. People are dumping all their problems on me. But like, that's the point of like being there to help somebody is you just have to kind of step in and again, give them that intentional support and not just hope that mm-hmm. they're there to like sweat and burn calories with you, but actually like see how you can make a difference on their health. So absolutely. Anyways, back to your question. Um, <laughs> I don't even know what the question was. <laughs> no, what are we doing in 2021? We're, yeah, we're what are we doing? It, yeah, so tell me, other than I love, I could talk about your training all day. I'm like, actually, we should sidebar outside <laughs> of this podcast and catch up yeah. more because we're both fully self-employed, which is awesome. Snaps, we'll do some sorority snaps up in here. Yes. <laughs> um but but really, aside from just work, because obviously, especially since we're all remote, well, most of us are, um, it's a huge part of our lives. But, you know, how have you been occupying yourself in this very unique, odd world we're living in? Uh, so right at the start of the shutdown, my partner and I fled to his parents' beach house in Naples, or like outside mm-hmm. of Naples in Marco Island. Naples, yes, Naples, Florida, not Naples, Italy. <laughs> Um, the other Naples and we stayed there for like almost three months and that was just a lot of like I was just like I was doing like the spoiled version of quarantine where I was just like I'm gonna I'm gonna sit in the pool I'm gonna work out and then when I did start taking clients I was like I'm not waking up before nine because I woke up at 5 a.m years um and it was a very reflective time and then it was so reflective to the point where I kind of had those those insecurities of like, am I, am I doing enough? Am I doing the right thing? How have I been so you know lucky to be able to quarantine out of this? So when we got back to the city, I was just like, you know, like I shouldn't feel guilty for being blessed or having like opportunity. I need to like go ahead and, you know, share the love. Um, so a lot of what my time was, was I was doing a lot of mutual aid drives. So like collecting money and giving it to a cause for somebody, you know, mutual aid is, but like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. direct giving things like that, where it's just kind of like, how can I sniff out the, the gaps in opportunity that are in my own network? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I was also just doing a lot more of like training outside of my comfort zone because that was like, I didn't do body weight stuff until like March 15th of last year. Like, <laughs> I mean, I could bench press like, my body weight, but to make me do a push up, I was like, excuse you. <laughs> no. So it was just like, just relearning things that I either neglected or knew I should be doing. I got really into cooking. Cause like, that's something I've always enjoyed. Um, but I was just never like meticulous or calculated about it. I was just like, let me throw some shit in a pan and burn it up. And like, Oh, I'm from the South. I'm going to make it spicy or fry it. But then I just kind of like started reading more like blogs. I would actually read the like head notes on a actually recipe. read the notes about it versus skip so, to recipe. <laughs> a lot of like going into my hobbies and going into things that I've always called a waste of time or something that like is just something cool I've monetized or something I spend a little bit too much time on and really being like, okay, why does this make me tick? Why do I like, why do I want to be doing this? Maybe it's because it makes me happy and that's okay. 
And I totally, I feel like, go ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I feel like it's such a, it's such a, um, you know, while millennials, whatever age group you want to call us, we are so spoiled. And from, for the most part, a lot of us are very privileged and, you know, haven't had hardships, but at the same time, many of us are very hard on ourselves. and like, no, I'm not allowed to do this thing that brings me joy. Or like, why would I be skateboarding? Like I should be, I don't even know, like managing something, you know, like you just, we don't allow ourselves to have like simple pleasures or we think, oh, well, if I'm not going to be making money off of it, why would I do it? When it's like, because, you know, like it's a release. (laughs) Yeah. And I even kind of went in these waves where I was just like, I can't cook unless I document process. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't cook something unless like it tastes absolutely good or um, it took me a while to even be like I can't cook something and post it if it doesn't like make it look like a trainer made it and then I was just like you know fuck it like I'm going to eat like I eat bread I've never been one to restrict like random stuff so like I can't play I can't do this dance like it's not gonna work like I'm gonna just mm-hmm. cook whatever and it'll resonate with people and that was something I kind of learned in this kind of like explosion of everyone's a trainer, everyone's a chef, everyone's a whatever, all of a sudden, because everyone was kind of being cynical about it. They're like, yeah, I'm just one more person doing this on the internet. But I was like, I gravitate towards people that like are doing it because they care about it and not because they're trying to like show off. Right. Yeah, Um, absolutely. That's the kind of, that that was kind of the approach I had to take with some of these hobbies that I nearly felt guilty about. I was like, do I like working out or do I just like, you know, looking a certain way. And then like when I wasn't looking the part, like when I felt like my physique didn't match, like my output, I realized like, oh, I also feel like shit. Like I should not be this young, like struggling to get out of bed, barely being able to like sit on the toilet. Like this is bad. (laughs) I feel like this just because like, I don't have my traditional gym set up and I'm just Mm -hmm. like, you know, let me go by like out on the deck and like slug around a 50 pound dumbbell and like a million push-ups because I'm like scared my chest is going to shrink or whatever bullshit ideas I had. Yes. Um, well, we all, we definitely all, well, well, I'll say us who work out a lot. We definitely all, I'll be like, I had, I didn't work out on Monday. Like I'll start to spiral and freak out. And you know me, you've worked out with me for a very long time and I could be like, Oh, I wasn't consistent, whatever. But then half the time I'm like, I'm fucking fine. Why am I freaking out? You know, or where I'm like, Oh, I didn't work out yesterday, but I went for a four mile walk. I guess that counts as moving, you know, like get so, so nitpicky with ourselves. Exactly. And so then I started thinking about like, where's my time going? And I was like, Oh yeah. Like I was crushing myself with like three hour workouts because I didn't, or I quote unquote, didn't know what to do, but I was just like, I was taking care of myself for the first time in a long time. Mm-hmm. I was taking care of myself in a, in a very selfish way, but I didn't realize that I, I needed that. You needed that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause all of my, my selfish things were always working out or meeting friends for drinks or traveling and things that were very mm-hmm. like, you know, transactional or literally cost money to do, but I wasn't doing anything leisurely in so long. So um, For sure. Yeah. So once I kind of enjoyed that, I kind of looked at myself and I was like, I can really, I can really work for myself. I can really balance my relaxation time and not feel guilty about it. And I can also mm-hmm. like, you know, come into this, you know, I guess second, uh, second leg of life, so to speak. I feel like uh, 2020 was kind of like a, uh, for lack of a better word, baptism into 
Ooh, I might have to use that. I felt like if you had any kind of like perspective shift or revelation in 2020, it's kind of like for the better. Because like now, completely agree. Uh, 2021, we're taking action. Um, I think last year I was just like, oh, I don't have time to waste. Like I was just hitting my stride. Why did everything shut down? And now I'm just like, we can still do a lot. Like I've got. No, we we really can. There's so many things we can do, and there's gonna be a day where we're gonna look back because we're gonna be really fucking busy again, and be like, I wish I was in year one or two of quarantine and had some time myself yeah. to fucking cook something or sit on my ass and smile at a picture book. I don't even know what we're doing, you know. But just like little little things that are just like turning off without being scrolling on it. And, social media mm-hmm. also really quick was that roman barking earlier yeah i was hoping that wouldn't get kicked out no i don't care i don't care i've had dog bones like a dog eating a bone and it's like you know knocking in in the reverb and stuff i'm not that talented that i can edit that's about i'm just so shocked because that is not the bark i pictured him to have how no, much does he weigh now my vocal range he's turning one next okay next so week. he's basically a singer if you will because he can hit different octaves <laughs> i'm not i'm not kidding he's like oh he's my god he's turning one next week i just i that just oh my wait so what is he i don't mean to be weird but what zodiac sign is he is he still in aries i, I don't what know day is the day is, what do you know what day it is april 20th april 20th oh my gosh i think he's in aries because lupa is in aries so they probably either get along or they would fucking sass at each other no they'd probably be great together yeah so everyone go follow roman.legoto he's basically the italian poodle but italian water dog yes italian water dog excuse yeah. me the italian water dog so like a portuguese water dog but the italian yeah, the little, come on now cousin um yes he's adorable um oh but yeah that's also what we did during quarantine we got a we got, got a puppy, puppy. <laughs> fluffy dogs are cute until winter comes um and then when we went we went we did a second stint in florida and he is a water dog so he would it's so funny um on my birthday i was like i'm gonna go on a long ass walk and just like take him with me so we walked around for like nearly two hours and he gets back to the house he doesn't want any water he just dives in the pool on his own oh my god he's like i need to cool the fuck down yes (laughs) when you you know um their paws dogs paws are the only places in their body where they have pores Mm -hmm. so if yeah so you know this already but if they're hot they'll like put their especially when they're puppies they'll put their paws in water there's a puppy used to like dive into the bowl (laughs) and we're like this is adorable but we have to kick this habit (laughs) <laughs> yeah i know literally lupo would come home from the dog park and be like bah, 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 and i was like no <laughs> yeah no it's adorable but also like he since he's also like a hairy dog where it's like okay now it's like all over you and all of your paws <laughs> anyways yeah we oh got, my gosh we got dog we got bikes and also we started going upstate a lot more so mm. Are you, That's if you don't mind me asking, so. I can cut it out if you don't want it to be out there. But I, <laughs> I think that via our text messages and me putting dots together from your stories, are you guys looking to buy something upstate? We did. Yeah. <gasps> you did buy something. That's what I thought. Cause you were like something, something renovations. And I was like, hold up. What? But you're staying in your apartment in Brooklyn. Yeah. Uh, no. So like oh, no. gonna, the lease ends like right after we close so hopefully hopefully yes, nothing fingers is crossed no, yeah because we are 
if if anything goes wrong, we can extend our lease. It's fine. Yes, 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 yes. But oh my I, gosh, that's crazy. Uh, yeah. So that's going to be our next big uh, next it's, big focus. Is it like in Hudson, New York, or is it? It is Hudson. You've been Hudson. No, I haven't, but I remember like way back when, like you visiting. I mean, I've heard many nice things about it, but I remember you visiting and being like, I remember you, like, it was probably like two years ago, and you're like, why don't I live here? (laughs) Yeah. And it's not like I'm from a great, um, like, where I'm from is great. And I'm sometimes like, why did I leave? It's so whatever. But um, the hills don't sing where I'm from like they do in Hudson. And like, we, Mm. it was one of those places where like my buddy, he and his wife had their wedding like upstate New York. And then like we left early that Sunday morning and we were just driving through and Kyle was like, why don't we stop in all these little towns? And like, we stopped some places upstate and I was like, this is cute as hell. Like, yeah. <laughs> I was not expecting this. Because you know, like there's, there's certain stereotypes about like upstate New York where I was just like, Oh, I, and now I understand why people say like the city versus the rest of the state. So I was expecting like, the same stuff I've seen in South Carolina. So then like one time we took another trip and I was like, oh, this, this is even cuter. Like, let's go. It just keeps getting more and more appealing. So then Kyle was like, why don't we spend a couple of days in Hudson? And we went and I was just like, this, like, this is after we spent like a month in Europe. I was like, this is like the best trip we've ever taken. And it was just like, every time we've gone, it just feels like that same kind of like. Calling. Yeah. Yeah. That calling, that kind of like honeymoon phase, even if it's like raining the whole time or like, we have like a disagreement. It's still like, this is where we are. So. Yes. Oh, I love that. Well, also great time to buy, not to be like pulling in my real estate skills. I don't know if I told you, but I got my real estate license. Okay. Congrats. Yes. Well, I haven't signed with a broker. So anyone out there listening, who's like, damn, I'm going to hire her. You can't hire me yet. But I did, I like passed the class for New Jersey, passed the test for New Jersey. I might also just take the test for New York. So that way I can have both you know, maybe be selling some brownstones in Brooklyn or something. (laughs) I want to, I want to play the game, but I'm also like, I need to learn. Like, I feel like I could sell a house in Charleston. Oh yes. Look, his bark has changed. Sorry. Go ahead. You can sell a house. I thought he has a range. (laughs) He does have a range. Okay. You could sell a house in Charleston. Yeah, no, I I think I could sell a house in Charleston because I know like the city pretty well. Um, Parts of Brooklyn. Like I could do like, I don't fucking know Brooklyn. I'm over here. Like I'm going to sell stuff in Brooklyn. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but then like when I have friends that are like, oh, I'm thinking about moving to New York, like my old roommate from college, she's like, I like Brooklyn, but it's more expensive than Jersey City. I'm like, I I haven't been. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've I've been in the boat where I'm like, uh, we should move to Jersey City. We could literally live like luxury and then be way closer to the beach just because of less traffic and less bridges to be on. And then we're all over the place. Then I'm like, no, we have to live in Manhattan. You know what? We should move to Brooklyn. Like Lupa needs a, a, ba- a backyard and space or whatever the fuck bullshit. And then we're like, we should buy a house. So, you know, I'm everywhere. No, but we are planning on moving back. Well, I'm going to like move back just in time for you to move to Hudson. So I can't even train with you in person anymore. <laughs> yeah, I'll figure something out. I'll, uh, yeah, no, we'll figure we'll something out. Happens. I think I'm going to do like yeah. a monthly like circuit. Like this is your check-in. Okay. Okay. Yes. Yeah. See if we yeah, still no. got the list right. Well, uh, it's been a long time, but well, you and I, at least, I promise, in this year, once I like move, know <laughs> what's going on, still planning the wedding, all that bullshit, I promise we will be working out again because I mi- I swear I think about you all the time. I think about our workouts all the time. And I'm like, oh, 
I miss Wesley. Oh. I miss pull-ups. I should just buy a pull-up bar, though. Um, <laughs> the, only, the only thing stopping me from doing pull-ups is a pull-up bar. I mean, my, my no, literally, self. I think some places are like they they build like what is that? Oh my god! <laughs> I can't put a pull-up bar in it. Literally, they definitely did that on purpose. So, because this is a listening medium, um, Wesley was so you know lovely, had a lovely little point. Like he he was on um, like the Price is Right or something. But <laughs> there's like a seal, an extension of the ceiling blocking the doorway in your room, so you can't put a pull-up bar up. Yeah. Oh, is this? Oh, this isn't video. This is just. Nah, man. I, I don't. I don't. I don't have a ring light in front of me, and I don't have my makeup done. Yeah, I told you to. <laughs> So okay, great. yes, now you don't need your ring light on. It's all great, good. Great, great. Um, so yeah, that's where we're at. We are doing personal and I guess physical projects. Personal. You're projects. you're taking action. Project. You're ta- yeah. You're taking action professionally and personally. Yeah, so it'll be different. It'll be a different uh, world in Brooklyn, but it's also like it's just creative you, people. And you, you could always come back. It's not going anywhere. Yeah, New York's always here. We want to enjoy Hudson. And, you know, yeah, a little life there. So. Are you, did you buy like a, like for lack of a better description a fixer upper or is it like move in? Let's fucking go. Right in the middle. So there's things mm. that like can't be ignored, but they're not like dangerous. But then yeah, you're like, I don't prefer this yellow tiles in the bathroom, but we can live with it until we're fixing it. Oh, well, we need to build a bathroom. That's one. Oh, them. okay. Okay. Well, there's a bathroom. <laughs> there's a bathroom in the house. There's two bathrooms. There's a bathroom. Um, but then on one floor, it's like, oh, there's no bathrooms. So oh. we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, you know, design, and we've been taste making and making new boards Ooh. and stuff like that. And things like that, where you're just like, oh, like the more you look at the house, the more you're like, that fireplace is fake. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, it's there for show. I love saying it really that. Is, it's for but show. It's made of heavy ass brick that you can't like it move. Yeah, you're yeah. just gonna have to put like those cute, you know, when people in New York City apartments, because obviously none of those fireplaces are real anymore. You yeah. just gotta put like candles on the bottom. That's what I want to do. I want to like paint yeah. it like do that, but Kyle thinks it's hideous, so he wants it to go. No, oh Me. no, just paint it, it white is, and put. It is hideous. <laughs> oh, okay. We're gonna that we might have to post a picture of for promo material. <laughs> yeah, I'll uh, I'll send you a picture and you can. We can just have a poll of C. And C. Yes. I, yes, we'll definitely have a poll. We'll have an engaging teaser. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'm curious. Actually, I actually have two questions. One, because, you know, you're talking about you're moving. Most of your clients, for the most part, are digital, although I'm sure you're seeing some clients in person with respect to all the, you know, precautions you have to take. Where do you see... You can answer it either way. Like, where do you see the fitness industry going? Or where do you see your path? Like, where do you see your, you know, personal training life going? And with this very odd situation we're in. Yeah, I think, um, like, to my point earlier of, like, Zoom training, it's awkward if you make it. Like, um, and a lot of trainers are like, I don't know how long this virtual game is going to kick it. So I got to go ahead and get attached to the gym again. I think um, I think so many trainers are cynical about money because they only get into it because they hear like, oh, so-and-so works 30 hours a week and makes six figures or whatever. Like a lot of people do just rack up a bunch of like 
clients. High paying uh, clients. <laughs> yeah. And they're just like, you know, I'm going to charge them 300 bucks an hour because I'm meeting them uptown and then I'm going to go downtown and train these people. And some people just are in it for the game. And then there's some trainers who they are really new or they joined the industry three months before COVID shut everything down. And they don't have that strong network like a lot of mm-hmm. us do that have been doing it for three, four, five, ten years. So I think the industry is going to keep virtual training going because it's always been there. And it's been, it was really strong leading up to COVID anyway, like remote coaching, at least not mm-hmm. like sitting on a camera and watching someone work out per se. But <laughs> I think it's going to be around because like you get to see people without the like layer of like, you know, there's some people where I'm just like, okay, you're strong as shit, but you haven't like spoken or cracked a smile what's going on. And you, mm-hmm. you know, you learn about the nitty gritty stuff. You start to learn about like those goals that people tell us when they first meet us, you know, it's, I'm rambling, but I'll make my point come full. It's all good. I'm a big rambler. I understand. Um, <laughs> no, like I used to get a lot of people that my manager described as cerebral or like mm. talkative because, um, other trainers didn't have that skill, not saying that they were stupid, but they, they didn't have that skill of like, oh, this guy has 200 people under him and like his wife has like tried to divorce him and stuff like that. Like they don't know that about them. So I'm just like, okay, like, what do you really want? You don't really want like the quote unquote, like sub 10 body fat percentage. You don't want to get rips. You don't want a beach body because you don't give a shit. Like you just want your wife to like stop cheating on you or you want like, you want a you want a full night of sleep because mm-hmm. like your doctors like says you are at risk of sleep apnea and things like that. So um, you kind of can kind of I don't want to say sift through the bullshit, but you can kind of peel these onion layers back mm-hmm. a little bit more. Um, I think appropriately in these kind of one on one settings instead of in a in a big box gym or even a private gym because mm-hmm. you can have time for these conversations because people are more relaxed in their own home or in their own private garage gym or whatever. Um, so I think, at least in my network, I think Zoom training, virtual training, remote training, monthly check-ins, that's going to be around for a while because your clients want you to do well. And I think that's also where a lot of trainers get cynical is they're like, oh, I don't know if my, my clients want to do this for much longer. And I'm like, dude, name one person that has like, quote unquote, follow the rules for the past year. We've all, we've, mm-hmm. we've all like been at risk of COVID. We've all gone to the store more than we should have. We've all flown. We've all like had a gathering of more than 10 people. And yeah. like, we've done something I'm that's been like, that, I don't want to put this on social media. I don't want people to know. <laughs> yeah, and your clients have done the same thing too. And I'm not saying it's right, but if they thought the zoom training was pointless or was like at its shelf life, you would have known by now. Mm-hmm. Definitely so, by now. I think yeah. too, like, I feel like it's, I think in a way it's really open doors in a really nice way for personal trainers where, you know, it's one thing to be like Peloton is virtual. Right. But like back in like 2019, if you're like, I want to become a remote trainer, people would be like, that's, I'm not fucking doing that. I want someone in person, you know, but now it's like, this is great for me and them because if I can't meet up with them, I can just hop on the call and do it on my own time, whatever, you know, all that stuff. And a lot of like, a lot of what was preventing people was going from the gym was barriers to access like time or money. Mm -hmm. Uh, A lot of people want to train with me, but I was tied to Equinox and not a lot of people can spend 300 bucks on a gym. Or not and, a lot of people can. And a trainer on top of that. Well, a lot, not a lot of people can even like make it to, like, yeah, to the gym. If they like the yeah. 
you know? So that's three hours out of your day. Like that's like the meal before the commute, the actual workout, your shower, getting back focused mm-hmm. to work, you know, like, and I love that. Like, I love that interruption of the day because that's how I thrive. But I'm also a weirdo who like gets itchy if I don't work out for more than two days. So like, I think just like meeting people you're at, um, helping them like move a little bit more has been like a good push for the industry because mm-hmm. the industry also doesn't know how to like collectively um, market itself. Right. <laughs> Um, it's still very focused on making people's bodies smaller or it's very focused Mm -hmm. on making men look, look more like men and women look more like women. It's not very queer inclusive aside from like the bodybuilding community. It's not very trans affirmative. It's not very like accessible to the poor. It's not very friendly to like women over the age of like 40. So, Mm -hmm. you know, cause, cause we're making people bend over and do stuff that like if they might not even even done that in a while yeah, <laughs> you know? so like, people, like i've had some people be like oh i hate that trainer like the whole time i thought i was gonna literally shit my pants because they had me doing this and that and i did tell them i had like a pelvic floor or whatever and i'm just like yeah see like that's also <laughs> exactly like, that's where it's we're personal, at but you I need think, to know it i think the industry is at this place where um yeah sure like one million and one people became a trainer because they took an online cert in the last year but also it's kind of self-regulating in the sense that like there are all these like corners of what we call quote unquote fitness that are still not filled. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think they are going to be filled because like I cynically said, like a million people are trainer now, but now people that aren't just like meatheads or like people that live in the middle of nowhere and are bored and just like power lift all day. We're not the only people like I got into lifting because I was in college and like, I was like, Oh, like you weren't having enough fun in Clemson. I'm kidding. (laughs) The only like gay black person in like this is fair 200 mile radius. So, no, right. I agree. So, you need, no, no, I'm sh- I know you did, but you needed some kind of outlet. And then, yeah, obviously, that was outlet. yeah, that was your outlet. Absolutely. I wish that was my fucking outlet in college. Yeah. So, now, like, bringing that into the industry, like, you see a lot of people, like, I didn't know anyone who was trans who trained until the past year. I didn't know anyone above the age of 50 who trained until the past year. And now you're seeing like people have options. People don't just want to train with like, like at Equinox, they would give me the quote unquote cerebral people. Cause now like, like I definitely was given to you because I talk a lot. They were like well, this chatty bitch. We know exactly. Who give well, it, was, it was after a long enough time where I realized like they give me and my, my buddy, Brian, the one that had the wedding upstate, um, they gave us all the chatty or all the mean people. So um well you know what equinox i fucking worked hard okay no, you, I did. Was, you did but we would also be like okay that's enough like <laughs> keep going because yeah. straight i'd be like no yeah i will say even though i talk a lot i'd be like okay i actually need to focus on this move because i mean i i'll know when i'm talking too much yeah yeah <laughs> so um i think it's just the point i was trying to make i'm sorry i got off track yes no i i it's my fault you were saying really nice things and i'm like blah 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 blah. Okay, okay go ahead funny. <laughs> Um, I think it's been a good place to see the industry kind of, it's, it's just a quicker way to recognize where the shortcomings are for, mm-hmm. you know, the people we serve. Cause just like, it's just like the food industry or, um, like music entertainment, people are like, ah, the critics can't do it themselves, but it's like, we kind of thrive on giving people something they can't do themselves. Like no one cares if the trainer is amazing, an amazing athlete. They want to make sure that it's an enjoyable class. And so, like, mm. some people are like, oh, class pass review shouldn't exist. Or, like, I hate that you have to, like, you know, have, like, a website to, like, be known. Why can't I just do word of mouth? Like, 
Aside or from, make sure like, that they're not shitting their pants, at least from the client yeah, side. <laughs> but I, that's important stuff. So it's like, I think, I think as fitness kind of becomes this new landscape, which that's every industry, it gets what? It ebbs and flows. It gets saturated mm-hmm. and then people kind of get themselves out. I think we're in this point where you can't really be a bad trainer and survive. Like, I think... Um, it's before I used to be like, Oh, I'm so lucky that I get to train full time. Um, but I also realized like there's a lot of people that struggle because they don't give a damn or they just have too many things in their way. So it's like, I'm, I'm really happy that I get to train full time and make money doing it. Um, and I don't have to work a second job like a lot of other markets you might have to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but what I'm saying is I think that now with this influx of people becoming, you know, fitness influencers, coaches, um, private instructors, Pilates, yoga, yada, yada, um, I think it's just going to make people do it much more intentionally because mm-hmm. they want to make like an impact. Cause if you're kind of bad at training and sitting on zoom all day, like you're not going to like your life. <laughs> no, that um, sounds exactly. It's like less, I, I'll let you say it there. I'm like, I'm not adding anything of value right now. <laughs> where you are. Like that's, but that's the point is like, I'm, yes. I'm letting people speak. Like I'm letting them express. Exactly. Yeah. Like seeing that like light go off in people is like, it, it, it happens a little bit more organically and like comfortably for, for you to be mm-hmm. like, yeah. And so that's where I'm at is just like thinking about why have people stuck with me this long and not doubting that they actually like me or not getting in my head of like, Oh, do they think this is weird? Or like, am I going to be doing this in 2024? I have to remember that perspective shift I had. Like I, I, mm-hmm. I get to like train people and not spend 10 hours a week commuting. Like I've, like this morning, you probably can take up more clients now, yeah. or at least without all the, you know, all the commuting and stuff. Yeah, but when I want to, I can control my schedule a little better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But absolutely, I mean, I think you know, along with taking action, which I love that <laughs> you even brought that up because I feel like mm-hmm. I've been thinking about how I, I've, I've been doing that in my life or a rendition of that in my life. But even not worrying about like, Oh, what am I going to be doing in five years? Or how is it, how am I going to be sustaining my life? You know, as another self-employed person, right. I get so worked up and like, Oh my gosh, how am I going to sustain this life? Like 10 years from now, or when I have kids or, and I'm like, you know what? I don't fucking know. And I'll figure it out. I figured it out this far. I'm doing great. I'm not trying to like brag, but I mean, I feel like you're the, you're in a, in the same boat. Like you're doing great. You're going to figure it out. You need to, you don't need to necessarily be worrying right now what 2024 is going to look like yeah. because it'll pan out you know and I think I also had a perspective shift of like if I was going to fail at this I would have done that I would have done that a long time ago like if I've been strong through a pandemic and a recession like if that doesn't prove yeah the recession and a pandemic if that doesn't prove anything to you yeah and so like there's certain things that I'm pulling out of like the experience of quarantine and virtual training it's like I'm hesitant to call myself a virtual trainer although I'm like 98% virtual right now um Mm -hmm. I still there's some there's certain things that I want to carry with my business you know going forward let's say everything let's say there's a COVID cure tomorrow and everything opened back up fully like what would I do so there's certain things where I am anticipating, like, now we have a dog. Like, what if we get kids? What if we, like, move to a different time zone? Things like that, where it's just, like, those aren't hindrances. Those are things that millions of people have dealt with. So why would I fail? Because there's, 
you know, a difference in my life. I just have to remember I've stuck to a plan and there's certain successes and certain failures to learn from with working for yourself. And um, one of my friends told me a quote that I'll butcher, but she was like, when you do something scary or risky, it's not because it's foolish. It's just because it's unknown. So like working for Mm -hmm. yourself is just, it's risky because like you don't, you don't know how to proceed. We don't know. Absolutely. I mean, like, especially, yeah, like we're so used to like a lot of our peers, but especially generations before us, it was like, you get one job out of college if you went to college or out of high school or whatever, out of whatever trade. And that's it. That's it till retirement. Maybe you do one jump. Just so used to like, you know, you need to, you know, work for the man, work for someone else, work for, be reliable in that sense and like work your way up. But it's, it's unchartered territory, but I mean, I feel like I had something else to add and I totally blacked out, but I was just so amped about. (laughs) I love it because that's. Oh, I know what it was. Everything you're saying, I'm just going to follow up with humans are adaptable. Like if there's anything we've learned, like we could literally be uprooted and totally displaced from our lives, but we figure it, we figure it the fuck out. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And like things are going to suck for a long time before they're great. And sometimes that like sucking is it's a stressor in your brain. Like COVID is an actual threat and it's a stress, but then like working from home when we like, we don't have kids and we get, we we're healthy. Yeah. Like it sucks, but it's also like the worst part of it was being bored and like sedentary. It wasn't like, mm-hmm. it, it wasn't I like, I, of like, Oh, when is this over? It was more like a, uh, I already watched all the episodes. Yeah. <laughs> great British bake off or whatever whatever it is that we're watching today. Well, on that note, I'm going to, I'm going to call time, but this, I could talk to you literally all night and I don't know why we don't catch up more often, but I know why it's because I haven't been training with you anymore, which makes me sad, but just like the world ebbs and flows, we ebb and flow in our relationship. So but thank you, Wesley. Thank you. Again to all my loyal listeners. Stay tuned for season two, which will hopefully have a totally different theme. I hope everyone's having a fucking kick ass 2022. Peace, Corona.